This Oklahoma State Cowboys edition of the Big 12 Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our own Patreon. Score exclusive perks contests and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we are also brought to you by our Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for Parlay Player Props. Go to Player Play. Dot io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. everybody back to the big 12 college experience part of the sports gambling podcast network big 12 team previews rolling along we are in the second half the top half of the projected odds and we are talking maybe our favorite team over here on the big 12 college experience definitely our favorite football coach on the big 12 college experience i am moneyline mac aka the former former video coordinator for bob huggins and frank martin and I am joined solo on this one today. He's not batting in the three-hole today, but you know what? He's got family ties in Stillwater, Norman. Yeah, you heard it there. Bedlam action. Um, he's got his seed spread all along the Big 12, including Orlando, Cincinnati, and hell, man. But it all starts his roots in Stillwater, Oklahoma. He is an Oklahoma State Cowboys fan and the Big 12 guru, Troy Tuning. How excited are you to talk a little Cowboy football here, man? Nothing gets me juiced up like thinking about Mike Gundy having a mullet again, man. If he brings that mullet back, they're going to have to address the uh, the Big 12 championship odds if he shows up week one and has a sweet, sweet mullet hanging out the back of that that cap. Yeah, let, let and, and let's rewind because it, we usually start with what they did in 2022, but let's skip along to... Mike Gundy at Media Days just recently. Go check out our Media Day recap. But uh, Coach Gundy was not shy about his uh, comments for the rival there, Norman. What are your takeaways? Do you sense a little bit of silent confidence from Gundy in this group this year? I know everybody's counting him off because of all the transfers that transferred out and transferred in. But I, I sense a little bit of confidence. How about you? The uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this quite a bit, even even on this episode. But... The years that Mike Gundy doesn't get the respect are the years that Mike Gundy has his best squads. So mm-hmm. just kind of that, like, you're not hearing anything bad about them. You're not hearing anything good about them. They're just kind of working their way along, telling Oklahoma, we're not the ones that left. We don't need to schedule with you. You need to schedule with us. No, he's not right. He's not wrong. I mean, I mean, Oklahoma's the one that's getting up and, following their their buddy Texas to the SEC. In my opinion, Oklahoma should stay in the Big 12. I think that they I think it's a mistake for them to jump, but that's a different conversation. But let's rewind to last year 2022, a little bit of a disappointing year for coach Gundy. They finished 7 and 6 and kind of spiraled down the stretch. Um 6 and 7 against the spread, so they weren't good against the spread either. Lost what was it? 5 out of their last 6 after starting the year 
six and one. one. And they, I mean, they, and they were up three touchdowns on TCU who obviously had the magical year. What were your takeaways other than just disappointing into a, looked like a promising season for the Cowboys last year. Well, I mean that in retrospect, that Kansas state game really broke them. Uh, They got completely embarrassed and just ran off the field. And then you kind of knew, you know, without, super high aspirations a dude like spencer sanders is uh you know he's really not that consistent and without having the rest of the team believing that you know with everybody out here healthy we can really compete as soon as you lose that edge you could really tell that they just kind of fell by the wayside and you you hit the nail right on the head for me because my next question for you was a lot of what happened down the stretch was injury related. This team was as banged up as anybody, especially on the defensive side of things. And then Spencer Sanders ends up getting banged up himself. Uh, I think I, Gundy's kid played at one point. They were a mess down the stretch from a health standpoint. That's why I think we both agree that this is a good bounce back opportunity. Um, I mean, just, just rewinding too with Gundy. He has won. He is, uh, he's been the head coach in Stillwater since 2005. He has won seven or more games every year since 2006. So the only year that he has not won seven or more games was in 2005. And just to tease that out, that is the win total right now. It's set at six and a half, but we'll dive into 2023 here in a minute. Um, do you think some of these losses in the transfer portal were addition by subtraction, Troy? Um, it's kind of possible. The only guys, uh, you know, the, the running back that they lose to Baylor – um dom richardson right yeah the yes, running back yep. they lose to baylor that one kind of stinks for them and uh uh obviously no spencer sanders so that that was their top two uh, uh yardage in rushing for the team last year so kind of replacing those guys is going to be tough i mean it's not like they had a killer running game or anything like that they just kind of did what was necessary and then as soon as they lost spencer sanders running threat you could really see the teams just kind of pile up and know that the next quarterbacks, you know, between Wrangle and fucking Gunner Gundy won a game where he threw for 103 yards against Iowa state between yeah. those two, the defenses knew, you know, you could get way up there right in their face and really force them to make quick decisions. I think, you know, having kind of a stable of running back seems to be something that Mike Gundy has gotten used to. I mean, we know the stars that he's had there, uh, after I guess Tatum Bell was less miles, but then, you know, you've got a, a, what was the other? There was a pretty good running back that was in between Tatum Bell. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I'm drawing a blank on his name as well, but I know who you're talking about. He was good. Kendall Hunter, Kendall Hunter. I think Kendall Hunter. Yes. Uh, but yep. you know, they've got, they've had a couple of guys make it to the NFL that were, that were like very top talent dudes, but in, in some of the years where they kind of spread the ball out and, you know, everybody really is convinced that they can help the offense out. It seems to be more of a, like a, we, not I kind of thing really works in favor of Gundy. And, and I think another thing to look at too, is, is the bringing over of the new defensive coordinator, Brian Nardo, um, kind of an outside-the-box Gundy hire that nobody really saw coming. Uh, he was, what, a Division II coach last year he at did, Gannon yeah. University? Yeah, Gannon University. He was at Youngstown. 
What do you think of him leading the defense? I mean, Gundy's Gundy was – I like when he's thinking outside the box. Usually when everybody's writing him off and he thinks outside the box, it, it bodes well for these Cowboys. Yeah, he's kind of done that with some like lower-level college transfers that have come in and have done significantly better than predicted, I think. You might see the same thing out of Nardo. It's really hard to judge, you know, coming into that position and not really getting any kind of like a full offseason, any kind of transfer ideas or recruiting ideas on what you're going to have. You just kind of jump in and hope you have live bullets. And then, of course, everyone gets banged up. So I don't know if last year is the best judgment for Nardo. I think he kind of has a blank slate this year. And if he can do anything that's around average, I think this Oklahoma State team could be pretty dangerous. Completely agree. And we will dive into the 2023 betting odds and futures of this Oklahoma State Cowboys team on the other side. But I got to talk about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon, where you can get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides, season-long contest they also have weekly contests just for you patrons out there plus a monthly sgp stories podcast completely ad free and full behind the scenes from all the different stories of sgpn for the last 13 years there hell there's even a discord channel just for you patrons all you have to do is prevent corporate gambling from doing their part and that's by signing up uh for our patron i mean we're giving out our picks for free, and that's what we do. And we will always give out our picks for free, but we just need a little help on the Patreon. So that's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Reminder, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Back on the Big 12 College Experience, talking Oklahoma State Cowboys. Everybody watching on YouTube.com slash the College Experience sees the win totals at the bottom of our ticker set at six and a half. <laughs> over i don't even need to go through the schedule i already bet this this is an auto play with mike gundy over six and a half wins 65 to one to win the big 12 350 to win the national championship that's a little hefty troy early leans on the win totals or any other bets you kind of like on these cowboys i mean the the 65 to one to win the big 12 is way too big of a number to not take mike gundy with a real chance to uh Stick it to Oklahoma, and you know they don't have Texas on the schedule, and we were talking about this. If it ends up being Oklahoma State and Texas in that Big 12 championship game, you're going to wish that you bet on Mike Gundy just so you Uh can be a part of the last fuck you to Texas because, man, that would be a hell of a story. But, I I mean, I'm definitely leaning over. I would even be definitely thinking about some of those 65-1 to to win the the conference. Man – Everything is going to be. We're 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 really assuming that everything is going to be so competitive and so close that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of looking at their schedule, nine wins isn't nine wins isn't something that's like far fetched. And as long as you don't lose too many league games, you could be right there in a tiebreaker and get to Dallas. And man, that'd be a good story. It would, and I, I think if they're going to, it's going to be on the back of Alan Bowman. And Alan Bowman, everybody knows, is a journeyman. He started his uh, career at Texas Tech before being at Michigan recently, where he was a backup quarterback. Um, what do you, do you 
I, from everything that I've read, and it seems like he has another year potentially of eligibility. I don't know how the hell he has another uh, year when he played in 2018. He, I mean, he, he's been there so long. He was there when Dana Holgerson was at West Virginia. So mm-hmm. it's come full circle where uh, Dana's back in the Big 12. Alan Bowman's back in the Big 12. You got Donovan Smith at Houston. I mean, all the it's the Texas Tech uh, uh, revolving door at the quarterback position. Um, you think Alan Bowman can be the guy? I think he's got on his third chance. Yeah. Well, I think because of what Gundy does on the offensive side of the ball, that he has a chance to succeed. I'm not the biggest Alan Bowman fan. Uh, some of the things about his footwork really stand out to me as significantly off, very slow, not that decisive. He can't throw the deep ball to half of the field. He can only throw it to the right side of the field. He doesn't really complete any deep balls to the left. Uh, I don't know. I think he's going to have to take a step forward. And it's the seasons, them going from average to above average is going to be on the shoulders of him. We know he compiles stats and we know he can throw the ball 50 times a game. It's kind of Mike Gundy's thing. Yeah, and, and and you look at Oklahoma State's been known for their wide receivers too. I mean, you think of uh, Des Bryant out there and, and all the good receivers that they've had. Uh, Justin, Justin Blackman, Blackman can, baby. Yeah, Blackman. Uh, Brennan Presley seems like the next guy that could be a, a, a pro at the next level. So that's going to be Bowman's main uh, target. Uh, it, I think, but I also think they got to be able to protect Bowman because they struggle to protect Sanders there, but also Sanders took a lot of bad sacks as well. Um, what is your biggest area? I mean, let me ask you this again. What area do you feel most confident from their roster coming back or what projecting what could be? And what area do you have the most concerns about for these Cowboys next year? I think bringing in Deshaun Stribling and Arlen Bruce uh, really, really strengthens that wide receiver group. Like I'm, I'm looking at Arlen Bruce coming from Iowa where they don't even know what a fucking forward pass is being very yeah. excited to get involved in this Mike Gundy offense. Yeah. And Caleb Presley's a baller, man. He's a yards after the catch menace. He runs really crisp routes. He's pretty much going to be open all the time. And that might be something that Alan Bowman really, really leans on. So I'm going to go ahead and say that their wide receiver group is probably the strength. Whereas, I'm not as confident in a couple of the the offensive line transfers that come in just because that group seems to take a little bit more continuity in order to really get any of the checks, any of the hurry up stuff correct, any of the, uh, you know, four minute, two minute drill stuff where you kind of want it burned into your memory and I don't know, they're not really going to have enough time. I still think that protecting the quarterback is going to be a bit of a weakness for them. But this year, they're going to have to counter it completely different instead of depending on the quarterback to scramble. It's just going to have to be shorter intermediate routes and stuff like that. And Alan Bowman getting the ball out of his hands, which, I mean, there are plenty of games at Texas Tech where he looked very competent in doing that. And any of the short and intermediate stuff, he seems to be, you know, pretty accurate. I know he's got like a 67% completion percentage in his career. Spencer Sanders was already always hovering right around that 60% mark and that 61. 
And if he can just cut down on some of the interceptions, you know, like even if he does take a few sacks, instead of trying to make that stupid running throw that goes right into the defender's hands, the Spencer Sanders special, he can just cut down on a few of those. I mean, you got to think if if you have Alan Bowman in the second half of that TCU game, they probably win instead of kind of throw it away. So there's something to gain from the uh, uh, the lack of scrambling, I think. They won't be as dependent on knowing that they can get away with a little bit more stuff. They're going to have to be a little bit tighter. And that might that might their offensive line play a little bit. Kind of hoping for it. I also think with the way Gundy coaches, old school Gundy, um, he, he basically told those guys that transferred out, just get the hell out. Like they, he, 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 I mean, good luck to you, but we don't need you, which I, me being an old school guy, I love. So that, that automatically makes me like this group more. Gundy also, I feel like he can, cause he's old school. He can grind your gears a little bit. So when he gets you in his first year, the first year you're in a system, he hasn't completely worn you out completely yet. And guys aren't tuning him out. I felt like last year at the end, they tuned him out because you had a bunch of returners that probably thought they were a little better, got a little bit complacent. And I think that's why they struggled outside of all the injuries. But I think this is a hungry group. Gundy obviously has a lot of confidence. This is year number 19 already in Stillwater. Um, But let's dive into the schedule on the other side of this break because I have to talk to you about the parlay play who we are brought to you by, and it is a great way to get down on your favorite parlay player props. Football season is right around the corner. A parlay play will have all your favorite props. Parlay play is available in tons of states, including California and Texas, for you Big 12 fans out there, plus our good friends up in the north in Canada. Uh, And when you sign up for the code, uh, you'll, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started as well. And the parlay play that I like is, I, I think I already teased it, Oklahoma State over their six and a half, Parlayed with my West Virginia Mountaineers at over four and a half. Both teams completely disrespected in the preseason market. So head over to the parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's the parlayplay.io promo code SGP. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys in year number 19. Uh, to recap, Gundy is 156 and 75. That is a 67.5 winning percentage, 95 and 61 and 61% in the Big 12. That's the best coach in the Big 12 uh, from a win standpoint all time, whatever category you want to do. And that's why he was our number one coach ranked in the Big 12 when we did our composite rankings. Um, let's go into the schedule, Troy, because we already touched on it. First thing before we dive into game by game, we tease why we like the schedule. Don't have Texas. Don't have TCU. Uh, don't have Baylor. You have the four newcomers. You have five home games, only four road games. Your road spots, your first two road spots are at Iowa state gambling scandal at West Virginia, who's preseason 14, even though I think they're a little underrated. And then the bounce house in Houston. Houston's a yeah. bottom three team in this the league. The bounce I mean, house is the only scary road game, really. I mean, obviously, Ames is still a tough place to yeah. go. But with everything that's going on, you just got to look at that right away and be like, man, they drew really, really well. If, if West Virginia is your second hardest road game, that's a pretty fucking good schedule. So uh, they do play. So let's dive into it now. They open up a central Arkansas. We have this as a blowout W, correct? Yes. 
even though they do fuck around sometimes in these games, like Central Michigan last year, where they were up like 50 and only won by 14, right? There was a, a I think it, it might have gotten to like 10 or 12. Yeah, after it was like 42 to 14 at half, I think. I, yeah. um, I know Central Arkansas is going to be an okay team in mm-hmm. FCS and whatnot, but they just, I mean, it's yeah. not, they're not, they don't have the talent for this. No doubt. So that gets us into the next game, which is a future Big 12 matchup. Here we go, baby. Out to Tempe, where apparently they're a prestigious university. Just ask the president. He can't go to Morgantown. He's too good for it. Um, Arizona State is an interesting team this year because it is year number one of the Kenny Dillingham era coming over from uh, Oregon. What's your uh, breakdown here, Troy, in this big week two matchup? In, uh, in the late window, baby. This is a, this is a future uh, Big 12 matchup, man. This is uh, – it's really funny. I know we've touched on this for the, the president and the AD or whoever the hell at a school that is run off of bongs and Beirut. Uh, why <laughs> on earth would they be afraid of going anywhere? I was going to say that the biggest threat – I mean, there's – there's not going to be enough continuity for Arizona state this early in the season for me to see this even as like a lean anywhere in that direction. I think this is going to be a, a pretty solid Oklahoma state win. I don't think they're going to blow them out or anything, but you know, 14, 17 points or something like that. Uh, I, the late game, I mean, it's kind of weird that they would be playing out there, but in for future looks, this is really going to help them out that they, I mean, this might be something that ends up on the schedule every third year or every fourth year. This this is literally a preview of what's to come and what your mark's done with the wanting to get into the four time zones where you can be seen all day from 12, 3.30, 7, and then 10.30. So this is, this is literally what we have in store in the Big 12. I'm pulling up because I know these two have a history of playing one another. This game is on FS1 as well. Um, they played in Stillwater last year. Cowboys beat them 34-17. I feel like they played before that. I kind of with you. I think they blow it open late. Uh, maybe it's a seven-point game at halftime, and then they win by like 17, two touchdowns. So we're both got them 2-0. And then they got South Alabama, which is actually a little bit of a trap game. I'm a little bit worried about this one. South Alabama was good last year. Um, do you get the Cowboys sneaking out of here live? I still do have an Oklahoma State win, but I also have this one as probably their most challenging non-con game. I mean, South Alabama, yeah. their only loss was what? They had a loss to a 12-win Troy team, and they lost to one other team, right? The, UCLA, uh, and they blew yeah. the lead at the end. They yeah, and, they, yeah, they should have ran the table. You're right. They, they, they were a hell of a football team last year, and I know that those schools have a little bit of an issue with continuity, and anybody that's kind of good gets an opportunity and in, in, in a bag held in front of them to kind of transfer away. But this is still going to be a dangerous game, and they've obviously got some kind of mojo going at that program in South Alabama that, I mean, this is their Super Bowl probably. I agree. I, I I think they get out of there alive by like a field goal. But this I, also could be Kansas State Tulane all over again, week number three, where K-State comes off the big win against Missouri. They got Oklahoma on deck. They trip up at home, and they lose to Tulane. But I, I'll take Gundy to get it done by a field goal. But, I, I mean, I'm taking the points here if I'm getting more than a touchdown for sure. 
Yeah, I was going to say, if they're going to give you anything around six and a half and above, you're probably going to take those. Definitely, if you get a full touchdown and above, oh, man, I don't. This is definitely not one of the more confident W's that I have on the schedule. No doubt. And 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 we touched on with Arizona State, with, with all the new transfers, Bowman coming over. Do you think Oklahoma State is more likely to be better later in the season versus early in the season when they're trying to find their identity with all these new faces? I think the way that their schedule works out, they kind of have the opportunity over their last five, six games to look mm-hmm. better. Um, it's definitely going to help with quarterback protection, like I was saying earlier, just getting reps and, and figuring out what everybody wants to do. Uh, and I know Gundy absolutely hates starting a season six and one and finishing the season with seven wins. That's got to fucking yeah. irk him. So I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit by design. Maybe he does want guys that are more worried about competing instead of really worrying about talent to the, like the max level. He'd rather have guys that love football and want to play. And if that's the case, you're really hoping by the end of the year, they might be rounding out to be, you know, one of the scarier teams in the league. I agree. I think they could be K-State last year in terms of get better as the year goes on. Uh, week four, they go to the gambling headquarters in Ames, Iowa. Hunter Deckers will not be playing quarterback. Hell, hey, Spencer Sanders may be playing quarterback, though, in Ames. Could we have an Oklahoma State reunion here um, if he decides to hit the portal again after he doesn't win the job at Ole Miss? These two teams always have epic battles, man. Iowa State has ruined so many good seasons for Oklahoma State over the years. And Whether it was Brandon Whedon or or a couple years ago. What do you got here, man? I mean, I have Oklahoma State with the win now just because of everything, the, all the news that we have out of Ames. But, again, this one is not – I mean, if there's no Hunter Deckers at quarterback and then they're going to turn around and give you maybe like six points – or five points, even though Iowa State's at home. I mean, you really got to think about taking that. And, I, I mean, I'm going to mark it down as a W, but I'm going to be looking for a live dog on this one. If if Oklahoma State rolls in 3-0 and and Iowa State has kind of tripped up or maybe they don't beat Iowa and they're, they're giving you seven and a half or something like that, man. No doubt. I, uh, I'm i going to side with you, and I got it pulled up right here, Troy. The last five, I just have the last five, all one-score games. So take the points here, yeah. If uh, especially if Iowa State's catching like a touchdown. But I got the Cowboys getting out of there 4-0. Then they get a bye, and they get the defending Big 12 champs. They, they got their absolute ass kick. Gundy is going to have them ready to go in this one after losing 48-zip. What do you got here Friday night under the lights in Stillwater? This is this is also a preview of what's to come in the Big 12. More Thursday and Friday night spotlight games like Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Yes, yeah, sign me the fuck up. I love this game. The um, I've got this one initially leaning towards Kansas State winning, but just the whole aspect of them running it 48 to nothing on Gundy really makes me think. They ran it is- up. Well, and they've got the bye week right before this. Yep. I think this is a sneaky trap spot for Kansas State, actually. Um, I'm not going to give Oklahoma State the win just to kind of see how close we are to this over-under at the end without this this win. But this would be the one that if they can win against Kansas State, you're going to want to lock up those Big 12 championship aspirations. Yep. 
I uh, I got the Cowboys, man. I, I think Gundy gets it done Friday night under the lights, pulls the upset over the defending champs. I think this is a top 10 win at the time because Kansas State starts SEMO, Troy, Missouri, Central Florida. I think they're 4-0. I think they're going to be preseason ranked in the top 20. I think they sneak in around 10. And I got Gundy at 5-0. You got him at 4-1. Um, so we, we, we got our Cowboys starting fast. Then they get the other Kansas school. I know on the Kansas preview you gave this to the Jayhawks. Do you change here at all in a revenge game as well? This is another revenge game. This is one where when you look at the Oklahoma State schedule separate of the Kansas schedule, you want to give them one between Kansas State and Kansas. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm still I still think that Kansas has too good of a quarterback for somebody like Alan Bowman to go in and out duel. Now again, if they beat maybe I don't have it as like a one and one stretch. Maybe I have it as they're either gonna win both of these games or they're gonna lose both of these games. If they beat Kansas State and Alan Bowman's fucking feeling it, there's a chance they could definitely beat Kansas. I mean, it's not – they're a good football team, but, again, the, the, the idea of, like, Kansas coming to play instead of it being, you know, Texas or something like that, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to give them the win, but everything for this whole schedule could change if they're able to win that Kansas State game. Then I think it just becomes almost a roll through this middle area. And that is why I got him winning this one too, man. I got I got him starting six and zero. I kind of like your angle. I think this group is going to build more and more momentum. Uh, it kind of reminds you of like 2014, 2015 with those starts. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm I'm going to give them the win here, and then that sets up. Uh, I guess if in my scenario, a trap spot at Morgantown. If you got them losing two in a row, you got to think this is a get right spot at Morgantown. Yeah, I just think regardless of the location of the game here, I just think that West Virginia is a bit weaker of a team compared to Kansas state and Kansas. And when it comes to the whole, uh, probably a bit more of a shootout than like a grinded out game. Like you're going to see against possibly K state. Uh, I, I just side with Gundy a little bit more on, in those style of games. I'm going to lean with my Mountaineers because I gave them the two Kansas games. I think they're feeling themselves a little bit here, 6-0. and They're probably in the top 10, so I think they come back down to life a little bit here, lay an egg in Morgantown. So you got them at, what, 5-2? and two. I got them at 6-1? and one. Yep. And then, I mean, fuck, man, it gets it's soft here too. They play Cincinnati at home. That's mm-hmm. a win, right? Oh, yeah. This is, a, this is a chance where if they haven't lost a game yet, things start to become the reverse, the, the anti Gundy, like, uh, yeah, now they're starting to get a little bit too much hype and Gundy would probably rather everybody shut the fuck up and just not say anything. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, I got him as a win as well. Seven to one, you got him six and two. And here's the Super Bowl, Super Bowls, the final trip for those bitch ass Sooners, right? Cowboy fans. They're coming to Bedlam, the final supper in Stillwater Saturday, November 4th, a time TBD. I can already tell you what time this game is going to be played. Under the lights, 730 ABC game. Gundy's going to get this done, isn't he? Yeah. All the trick uh, books, fake punts, trick plays. It's all yeah, comes out this game. Everything that they don't use Kansas State is definitely getting used here in this game. Um, <laughs> when I did the uh, – on the main channel, when I did the Oklahoma State preview with Colby and Patty, I – I told them the same thing. This was written down as a loss on my schedule, 
but there's no way Gundy's losing this fucking game, right? No like way. The, there's no, no way. chance. They're at home in Stillwater. Those fans are going to be nuts. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give them the win here against Oklahoma. And a last middle finger straight to those damn Sooners. Shove it up your ass. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. I love it. I think it's going to be like the game in 2021 where they won 37-33. Just crazy game back and forth. I that 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 sent Lincoln Riley all the way out to USC. So I I think it, he they send Oklahoma to the SEC with the final win, the final lap. So fuck, I got them eight and one. You got them seven and two. Holy, they're they're talking playoffs at this point or playoff content potential. Uh oh, letdown spot. If uh if we got them beating Oklahoma in a max effort Super Bowl win against a rival, they let down at the bounce house, right? Yeah, in the moon, heat. moon yeah. bounce, moon bounce is probably taking this one. I think uh, it's going to be a tough place to play. I know we've talked about it a lot already in these preseason uh, previews and whatnot, but UCF's got a damn solid squad. They've got the probably the only other coach in the league that's as old school badassy uh you know up front not maybe behind closed doors i'm sure a lot of these guys like climbing and whatnot are still pretty damn old school yeah but that's malzahn will tell you to go fuck yourself right to your face and you gotta love that you i mean you just gotta love that out of a coach i yeah i've got ucf beating them here this is definitely the cool uh the badass coaches in the league you got gundy and malzahn i mean they you know they're gonna have a couple drinks tonight before tell some good stories Talk about how much OAN they watch in the off season. It'll, it'll be like the uh, it'll be like the Blue Mountain State episode where the two teams, like the rival teams, spend all night playing beer pong, and then it cuts to the rival coaches have spent all night just getting drunk, betting like hundreds of thousand dollars on poker. That's <laughs> no what doubt. This is. Yeah, no, they, I, I would love to see this rematch in Dallas in a couple of weeks if it could happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a bad spot. So you got them seven and three with two to go. I got them eight and two. Then they got to go play Dana, which is always an interesting spot because Dana, the the roots of Oklahoma State offensive coordinator with Gundy, Gundy, mm, Gundy's ruined Dana season. Dana's ruined Gundy seasons. What do you go here? This back to back road spot too. This this is a tough game. I've got them. Um, I've got them winning at Houston. But I definitely have this as maybe like maybe 60 40 at best, just kind of a slight lean on the win side. I uh, I'm just hoping that they can finish strong. I mean, if they beat Oklahoma and then the letdown spot to UCF, you would really think that the last two weeks would be, hey, probably focus up here. We could have a fucking Big 12 championship game if we stop shitting around. And yeah, I've got them going to Houston and, and winning that game. I got them getting out with the field goal. I I, I think Sounds I gave Houston. Right. Yeah, I think I gave Houston, but I think I'm going to Benedict here just because of the way I'm laying it out. I think Gundy's got a veteran team focused, like you said. They see Dallas on the horizon. They find a way to get this thing done. It's not going to be easy, and we got them coming off the loss. So what? I got them nine and two. You got them eight and three, and they finish up with the Mormons for a right to go to Dallas. Do they get it done, Troy? I think this is a loss unless they have a chance to make it to the Big 12 championship, in which case I think they will win this game. I um, I think it has much more to do with Gundy's motivation than it will have to do with like BYU having a chance to prevent them from going to the Big 12 title or something of those sorts. 
again, I think it's it's always Gundy usually beats self or beats the other coach. And at this point in the season with this many wins, uh, according to our predictions, I think that they can win this game, especially just because it's home and they don't have to go to Provo. Uh, I'm going to give Oklahoma State this one, and that's a, what, nine and three? Yeah. I got them grinded out, finishing 10 and two. The second 10 and two season in the last three years. Um, I, yeah, I, I, we, we talked about it before, before we went game by game. This is probably my favorite win total bet of the season. This was the first one I, that popped my eyes. It said six and a half for Gundy. Get the fuck out of here. Gundy's hitting this, especially in the last year with Texas and Oklahoma, where he wants to stick it up their ass. Um, yeah, we're both way on the over. Uh, all right, let's talk floor and ceiling. I think kind of we have we've already hit the ceiling a little bit, but what could be the floor of this team? Five and seven, maybe. Is there a lower I mean, floor? Of six and six. With Gundy coaching, yeah. probably not. Just, I mean, when's the, 2005 was the last time that he didn't at least get six regular season wins? Yeah, I mean. The floor is definitely going to be below the number that Vegas gives you or else they wouldn't have that out there. But like you were saying, at six and a half, the, I was thinking we were going to look at their schedule and see, like, instead of that Cincy game, they'd be playing Texas. And instead of Houston, they'd be playing, like, at TCU or something like that. Maybe the floor is seven wins, and this really is just the one of the easier uh, win totals. I mean not taking in into any kind of a health thing right now. Cause that just, you know, changes anything right away, but yeah, maybe six wins is, I mean, that's been Gundy's floor forever. So something like that, I think their ceiling is right where you have them. I don't think, I mean, if they win those two games against the Kansas opponents at home and they can somehow go grind it out against West Virginia on the road, instead of having a letdown spot there, then it's yeah. playoff talk. Yeah, and I'm looking back. I mean, he's only he's only competed or completed a one loss season. What is it? Twice, two years ago, and then he lost to Baylor in the in, in the Big Twelve Championship for a second loss. It was the letdown off the the Big Norman win that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and obviously the, 2011. The yeah, the, yeah, the the double overtime loss to Iowa State. Yeah, but they that, still ended up what they beat Stanford in the Fiesta Bowl. Correct. And 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 then in 2010 they were 11 and 2, 2015, 16 and 17, 10 win. I mean, he's been unbelievable. Anybody that calls for his job should just be shocked. And also maybe, and maybe also, not that far, but yeah. Well, they might take you seriously down there in Stillwater, but like Guns up, baby. <laughs> the uh uh like if you weren't to have Mike Gundy, what other coach is going to want to go to Stillwater, Oklahoma. Like the only reason why Mike Gundy wants to be there is that's because of where he fucking went to school and he loves it. He's a man. He's 40. Yeah. yeah he's no, a man. He's, he's what? 54 now. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, he is Oklahoma state. He's like Kirk France at Iowa. I mean, he's done such oh, an yeah. unbelievable job model. Be careful what you wish for anybody calling for his job. I mean, the guy, the guy has, and, and now that Texas and Oklahoma are gone, he may be the class of the league going forward. I mean, K-State seems to be on the rise with climbing after piggybacking off Bill Snyder. Uh, TCU seems to have a chance with Sonny Dykes piggy, piggybacking off uh, Gary Patterson. But but 
but Gundy's been consistent the entire way. So those are the three programs. And then Baylor has been pretty good over the last 10, 15 years, but Gundy's been a model of consistency. I'm with you. I think that the floor is six and six, but I would actually say the ceiling is 11 and one with these road mm-hmm. games where if they, they don't, do. they, they don't slip up in Morgantown and maybe they split that Oklahoma UCF spot right there and they win all their home games. I mean, I would not be surprised. I, I would be a little surprised if that happened, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be like the greatest shock in the world. It would just be, you know, the, the transfer continuity on the offensive line ends up working yeah. pretty well. And then you've got a passer that's got time to pick teams apart, which if Alan Bowman has time, then his footwork doesn't really matter. And that's kind of what I saw looking at some of the Texas tech tape. He's pretty accurate. As long as he's got, he's not, you know, I will call it scrambling. It looks more like fucking Fred Flintstone doing the twinkle toes bullshit. But I think having Wrangle as the backup is going to help. There's going to be games that he's going to have to play, I think. I'm pulling up odds to make the playoff. I want to see what Oklahoma State is. I think there's a world where maybe they are the TCU. We're, we keep talking about who's going to be the TCU. Maybe it's Oklahoma State. They were 6-1 and one last year. They should have beat TCU. Maybe they get all the breaks. They win all these close games like we're talking about. Coaching matters. Gundy's done it before. He's been right there. He would have went to the playoff in 2011 if there was a playoff in place. And he was one game away just two years ago. Maybe maybe this is the team that nobody's talking about. And I think TCU was preseason seven last year in the Big 12, just like Oklahoma State is. And uh, that one game away was actually only one yard away. Yeah, I know. The, the Baylor game. And now that kid transferred to Baylor. What a fuck. Absolutely. I mean, that that's absolutely we gotta look in. We got to look into rig, rigging, right? Like the – did he start getting an NIL payout from Baylor the day of that Big 12 championship game two years ago? <laughs> they just started sliding him a little bit extra. No, no <laughs> doubt. I can't I can't find one for Oklahoma State. I see Oklahoma. I don't want Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not fucking making it. I want Oklahoma State. Um I got I hold on. I got now this national championship pulled up. Anyway, I'll find it out and we'll tweet out when we do our final season predictions because Everybody talks about their portfolio. You know what might be in my portfolio? A ticket for the Cowboys to get to the college football playoff. Um, we talked about it. We take the floor, 6-6. Six six. You're going to go bully again. This is, our, wait, is this your favorite over-under win total on the year? Yeah, between this one and, I mean, even the West Virginia one, just because of how low they have it. Yeah. I um, Public narratives. See- I think uh, I think the Baylor win total is also one that I'm I'm pretty favorable on. Like I said, when we were doing the uh, the West Virginia preview, there's a chance that these Big Twelve teams. I mean, they've got a couple of challenging non-con spots, you know, like Iowa, Iowa State, and stuff like that. But there's a chance these Big Twelve teams win those challenging non-cons, and we've got like nine or ten schools in the conference that all hit their over. Yeah. I could I could see a world where all these teams sitting at five and a half, six and a half, all hit their overs, and then Texas and Oklahoma sitting there at nine and a half, and it's what seven and five going out there. They're underrating the final trips that Oklahoma and Texas with the bullseye on their back are making. So we'll be here every step of the way. Um, 
Troy, let me ask you this. One last question. When we get to Dallas, is Oklahoma State playing in the Big 12 final? I I hope they're playing, and I hope they're playing Texas. I, oh want, I want nothing more than an Oklahoma State-Texas Big 12 championship. Oh, man. Only because, off right I mean, on the mound? I, I, oh, I would God. say Oklahoma, o- Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, but if they're able to beat them in that that home game at Stillwater, that's that's an AOK send-off for me. I want Texas after that. And you know, Texas is lucky as shit that that Gundy's on the schedule because he's been he's made them their bitches last couple of years. And I mean, even more over the last decade, they have owned Oak or uh, they have owned Texas. So, um, yeah, no. So that'll wrap it up for Oklahoma State. Make sure you get over there and subscribe at the Big Twelve College Experience, whether it's YouTube, Apple, Spotify. We all come together on uh, the same YouTube page. Uh, uh, youtube.com slash college experience, whether it's college football experience, FCS experience. Obviously we are the big 12 experience. Appreciate all the help and support getting this platform off the, off the ground here. And one last message to you, Oklahoma state cowboy fans. Look who subscribed to the big 12 college experience recently. There he is. Coach Gundy, baby. (laughs) Mullet and everything. Back to the good old days. So, yeah, we are on the over. Troy, tell everybody where to find you uh, because you'll be tweeting about the Cowboys plenty this uh, season. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want some more uh, camo hat mullet edits of Mike Gundy, you can always find me over at Troy Tuning on Twitter. Uh, it's just my full name, just T-R-O-Y-C-H-E-W-N-I-N-G. And, uh, yeah, I've been firing off a couple hundred tweets a day the last few days, just really – it's like my spring training before football season starts, just really getting the thumbs all stretched out and loosening up all my, uh, oh, my, not my Twitter fingers, my X, my X fingers. X, show up the X, Des Bryant style. Yeah. You guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. Get over there, smash that like and subscribe button. Uh, that does it for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Go Pokes. Next up on our Big 12 previews. The Baylor Bears, and we will see you then. Let it ride.